Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chatty Fox Conversations with the 20-something with me, Melissa, a 20-something. And today I have a very festive episode for you today. It's basically just me talking about wine, cheese, and Christmas movies. I just thought that this would be like a cute little episode just in case you want something quick to listen to on your commute and maybe get some ideas on your next holiday movie night where you're going to have some wine and cheese, a charcuterie board. Yes, I'm going to get into the different types of cheeses. This wine lesson was actually really fun to research. So I give basically some cheeses and pair them with some type of wine that maybe you would want to buy to cater to people at your party or just to, you know, have a little wine tasting with your cheese. And I'm going to end off this episode with some holiday movies slash Christmas movies that I enjoy to watch every year. And of course, I'm going to mention some classics, but I am going to also try to mention movies that maybe not a lot of people have heard of or aren't as big, but I personally enjoy around this Christmas time to watch. So I, I thought it'd be interesting instead of just like telling you which movies I think are good. I would pair each movie with a wine that I think would be perfect when watching these movies. So I don't know. It was just something fun that I wanted to try out. So I hope that you like today's episode and maybe can use it on your next movie night. But before I do that, I did want to give a couple of updates, both personal and about the podcast. So first update is, you know, I mentioned, uh, I forgot what episode it was, but I mentioned that I got a job finally. But I also want to add that not only did I get a job, I won my unemployment appeal hearing against my old employer. So if you haven't heard of my episode about burnout, I explained how toxic my last workplace was and how I fucking hated it. And they're just horrible people. They're literally a cult. (laughs) Oh, literally a cult. And I quit voluntarily. And if you have applied to unemployment, you would know or you should know like how the process is, how picky they are, and that you need to do an interview and stuff. And obviously it's more hard or just more nitpicky if they see that you quit voluntarily. So of course mine was really hard and they of course said no to me because they called my employer and they were shitty people and they said that I basically left my job because I quote unquote didn't like my job and I didn't try hard to keep it. So obviously I decided to fight it. I was, cause I'll, honestly I was like, what have I got to lose? Like I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to try to fight it because they suck. Like that's not the reason why I left. And I represented myself at the hearing. Yes, I, you can call me a lawyer or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not a lawyer, but yes, I had to represent myself and I was shitting bricks. Like it, I was so nervous, whatever. But anyway, I won. So yes, I have money now I get back pay basically I'm gonna get back pay since May when I quit and I was unemployed for a long time so thank fucking god because my credit card like balance went up so much during that time because I wasn't getting anything I wasn't getting any government help despite me literally not getting a job or like not having income coming in okay like not even food stamps fucking wanted to help me that's a whole other story maybe i'll get into it later but yeah basically i wanted to just update you and say that your girl finally has money and we'll start doing episodes more and more often now because that was honestly buying wine is expensive as you may obviously know second update if you don't follow my socials instagram twitter well no not Twitter. I actually haven't updated my Twitter in so long. I'm so sorry if you fo- if you do follow me there, but I'm gonna try. Okay. So Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Chatty Fox underscore. I am doing a admin calendar series. I don't know when. I think I'm gonna try to release this episode on the 14th. So if it does come out on the 14th, I already have 14 episodes up of my admin calendar. So go check it out. Go, you know, give me some support. Go see the the reels, the TikToks, go like them, share them. I would really appreciate it. It's just me, you know, having fun with wine. And 
<laughs> it, and the funny thing about the advent calendar is that I mentioned this in the first episode of the series that the advent calendar is like over a year old because I because I bought it last year after Christmas so during the after Christmas sales and it was so cheap dude it was like $11 for 24 little bottles of wine so come on I had to buy a lot I bought I bought three boxes I actually used like one and a half boxes for marketing purposes so if you know me personally then you've probably gotten one of these I used the little wine bottles to kind of like promote my podcast I put my own like little label on it so I was like what like it's just been sitting there all year and you know garages get the temperature changes extremely so in the in the summer it's like super hot in the winter it's super cold so these wines have just been sitting there all year so I guess you can say this is kind of like also an experiment to see how these wines lasted and I don't know I thought it'd be fun so if you find those types of things fun make sure that you go check out my socials and my reels my tiktoks so of course without further ado you know the drill we of course have to open a bottle of wine and we definitely need it today I have a very special one and if you listened to my old episode I feel oh my god I believe this is episode six five I don't know it's my first guest episode with Mariel Miss Mariel Vizcarra host of that show fucked me up podcast when she came on my podcast we had a wine from Aldi called highway five I mentioned in that that episode Aldi has a lot of cheap wine okay that highway five wine is like five bucks but I also mentioned, or I don't, I don't know if I mentioned, but they also have an even cheaper wine there. And that's what I have today because I was like, you know what? I need to try this out. It's called Winking Owl and it's a California Shiraz. So they had so many of this brand. Okay, it's so cute. If It of course has an owl on it. You can't miss it. If you go to Aldi, you, you, it's right there. You'll see it. But this one is a California Shiraz and it's red and all, all the different labels are different colors too like the different owls um so they also have like a Moscato a white Zinfandel a Cabernet a Pinot Noir Chardonnay they have so many so whatever wine you like you're you're gonna find it there I'm pretty sure but yeah like I said this one's cheap it's literally like two dollars and 45 cents they're just cute you know they're a cult favorite for aldi hashtag aldi auntie if you know you know all right like i said if you listen to that episode and and they have a specific aisle that like just has a lot of cute knickknacks and random like trinkets that you will you know that is i don't even know what to call them like just random things that you see and you're like oh my god i need that aldi has it if you want it, Aldi has it. Like, I wish I would have known about Aldi sooner. But anyway, enough about Aldi. Aldi sponsor me. <laughs> I mean, if you want to sponsor me, like, I'll I'll talk about you a whole podcast. <laughs> like, literally. But anyway, without further ado, let's open this bad boy. Okay, so right away, I smelled it, and it smelled very bold, like a dark chocolate. Okay, yeah, definitely bold, and that first sip, it just tasted very tarty, as well as, like, earthy flavors, I guess, because it, it wasn't fruity at all. It just was very bold and earthy, yeah. It's pretty good, honestly. Honestly, considering the price point, $2.45. I would literally give this wine 10 out of 10 because there's a lot of cheap wines out there that literally taste cheap. Okay, and I'm talking about the Trader Joe's one. If I don't even know what it's called. I was going to have it on my podcast, but I didn't like it. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's also like $2. I didn't like that one. This one, now this one's really good. Like it has different flavors you know i tried the moscato also so the moscato is the only winking owl one i tried but i haven't tried like an like an actual dry red wine or dry white this is my first dry wine 
from the Waking Owl series, or not series, brand. And it's really good. This is a wine on a budget. I'm, if, I, if I had a Chatty Fox stamp of approval for affordable wines that are good, it's going to be this one. This one is stamped approved by the Chatty Fox for affordable, the affordable besties out there. Cheers! Oh my god, I forgot to mention that it's 13% alcohol per volume as well. So not only is it affordable, but it's a good time. So this is not sponsored, but please sponsor me if you can. <laughs> oh my god, okay, so now that we tasted, ta why did I say it like that? Now that we tasted today's wine pairing, before we get into today's topic, I, I was also so excited to give today's mini wine lesson because I feel like it's going to go with Christmas coming up and New Year's Eve, like the holidays, basically. Because everyone throws holiday parties, you know, or just get-togethers, friends miss um, type of parties. And I feel like charcuterie boards, charcuterie boards are a big thing now. They have been, even since quarantine. So they're like a big thing, and they're really good. Rightfully so. Like, you can customize it the way you want to. But, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are always, like, confused as to what type of wines to buy with their charcuterie board. Especially if they're hosting people. If they're the ones hosting the party and making the charcuterie board. And, you know, they're, they want to provide the wine or even tell people what kind of wines to bring. So today's wine lesson, it's going to be on how to pair wine with different cheeses. So, you know, people, like I said, with charcuterie boards, they get really experimental with cheeses. Like you might want to try different cheeses that you never tried before. Or you maybe you just really like this like specific cheese, like goat cheese or Gouda cheese that's like very, you know, different. And you just don't know what pairs well with that because they're just so different. Well, that's why I'm here. I will tell you which wines go best with your favorite cheeses. Also, before I get into it, I found out something really interesting today and I just wanted to share it. So I found out that there's this like common saying in the wine industry and it goes like this. It goes, buy with apples, sell with cheese. And what that means is like you know the professional wine sellers and wine buyers use this rule because apparently there's like different types of acid in apples or like you know fruits like that with like not as much complex flavors versus uh the types of acids like i think it's called lactic acid in cheeses that do different things to the wine in your mouth so it either enhances the wine or it brings out the defects of the wine and so what the saying means is that if you're trying to sell wine then you pair them with cheese because that's why you see cheese when you go wine tasting or even like when you try wines at the wine store because no matter what wine it is even if it's crappy wine the cheese will bring out like the great flavors or it will enhance it because of the type of acid in it Whereas if you are buying wine, that's why it's called buy with apples. They, or I also saw like another alternative that said buy with bread because those types of foods like breads, apples will bring out the defects of the wine. So you wouldn't want to buy a bad wine. So that's why they say buy with apples. So if you really want a good wine, it'll stand the test of pairing with an apple because you know, I can just imagine not a lot of wines will pair really well with apples. And I can just imagine like a really crappy wine tasting really bad with an apple, but it'll still taste good with the cheese. I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting now that we're talking about cheese. <laughs> but just a food for thought for you. Now, next time you're at a winery and they're trying to sell you a bottle of wine and they're like, oh, here's a cheese plate to go with your wine. Be like, no, 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 thank you. And then just pull out your apple from your pocket and be like, I'm good with my apple. So you can really taste if that wine is good or not. Okay, now with the actual wine lesson about pairing wine with cheese. So just a disclaimer before I start, there's so many types of cheeses, obviously. There's probably like 
thousands like just to give you a visual of how much cheese there are in the world i heard in a podcast episode that there's 16 types of gouda cheese just gouda cheese there's 16 types so i'm obviously not going to go through all of them but i am going to go through four different categories or types of common cheeses that you'll see in a common you know charcuterie board or that you you know might like so you'll also see in this list that there's going to be mostly white wines because after my research i realized that a lot of people say that white wines are best and you know just are the better option for cheese pairings because white wines are crisp and acidic if you remember when i described the types of wines they're they usually tend to be refreshing and fruity and those types of flavors really balance out with the opposite flavors found in cheeses that tend to be very zesty and you know some are spicy or some are very how would you say like sharp kind of like sharp cheddar you know so they kind of balance each other out there's not there wasn't a lot of red wine pairings but i will try to add some red wines pairings that i think would be a great option like let's just say you really don't like white wines or you really really want to have a red wine for variety in your holiday party i'll make sure to include like a few you know just in case that i still think would taste really well so yeah let's get into it the first types of cheese that are going to be you know mainly common in a charcuterie board are like soft slash creamy cheeses so i'm talking about brie gouda provolone i really like gouda and brie you know, if if you like mac and cheese like I do, Gouda mac and cheese is bomb. I love Gouda mac and cheese. Those types of cheeses pair really well with like a sparkling white wine or like a Prosecco because the sparkling wine will really kind of like enhance the creamy texture of these cheeses and will kind of act like a palate cleanser as well. Or if you want like a flat type of wine, you can go with the oaky Chardonnay. So oaky Chardonnays tend to be very buttery and full, which will enhance the flavors in the more mild cheeses like Brie. So it will kind of like add a more higher level of flavor on top of these mild creamy cheeses. Oh my God, I forgot to mention this in the beginning, but by the way, I'm getting all this information from this random like poster i saw at total wine that i took a picture of and i also found some pairing tips and stuff on the internet which i will link in the show notes however i did like i said i want to add a red wine as well so after reading all these different like taste notes and pairing options and tips i really do think that if you really want a red i think a sparkling red or a light bodied red would be a good option as well with these types of creamy cheeses so you know i've seen a lot of sparkling red wines even even if you're a stella rosa girl they have some as well those will probably taste really good or if you want a flat red a light bodied pinot noir would be a really good choice for this as well okay so for the second type of cheese i wanted to look into fresh cheeses so i'm thinking feta mozzarella ricotta cheese even queso fresco that came up in one of the articles as well so if you're going to have this type of cheese in your charcuterie board it would be best to have wines that are equally as refreshing crisp and light in flavor like a dry refreshing rosé would pair really well with these or if you want a white wine then a Pinot Grigio would be a good option as well because these two tend to be very fruity and refreshing. Now, if you really do want a red, I suggest a low tannic red. So again, either a Pinot Noir or even even a Gamay, like on the more fruitier side. Gamays tend to be very fruity and a little more sweet than Pinot Noirs. So those types of reds would pair really well with the freshness of these cheeses as well just make sure that they're not very bold and dry or else they'll make the the cheese will make the wine taste even more bitter than it is okay for the third category of cheeses i went for firm slash semi-firm cheeses so like parmesan cheddar and i don't know how you say this gruyere no (laughs) gruyere 
I don't know. If you know cheese, then you know what I'm talking about. I don't know how to say this, but I know what they're talking about. So those types of cheeses, you know, are firm, literally, like what it's called. They also tend to be very, like, mild in flavor, but also smooth. So, again, a sparkling champagne or even a viognier would be a good option with these cheeses. I had viognier on the podcast before, the final girl wine, the one with, like, the girl with the chainsaw. Yeah, so those types of sparkling wines would be really good with these cheeses because they tend to have floral notes. And the floral notes, I found, (laughs) pair really well with the typical nutty and buttery flavor that these types of cheeses have. So that would be a good option. Or something that I found very interesting in one of the articles too, that these cheeses are very like their flavor profile is so diverse that you can even eat these cheeses with sweet wine like port or even a stout beer or even a whiskey so this honestly if you want to please everyone in your party even those who don't like wine these types of cheeses are the way to go because they are multi-variable is that is that how you call it like they're mr worldwide (laughs) like they go they go with everything so it when in doubt get these types of cheeses cheddar parmesan gyre those types of cheeses are the way to go also if you really want a red for these multi-versatile cheeses this is when you can get any type of red like i feel like the tannins in reds will really will not overpower these types of cheeses so you can even get a merlot just make sure it's not too tannic maybe not a cabernet but yeah just you can go free with this category and last but not least my favorite category i wanted to look into zesty slash blue veined cheeses so i'm talking blue cheese goat cheese gorgonzola cheese i think that's how you say it pepper jack cheese you know those weird funky tasting cheeses that usually sometimes smell weird or look weird yes this is that category it's always fun to have this type of cheese sometimes in your charcuterie board just to add a little pizzazz a little flavor a little you know color my favorite is goat cheese i love goat cheese especially the blueberry one from trader joe's but i also like you know the garlic ones so if you're like me and you're for sure gonna have this in your chark (laughs) Car- I was going to say carchuki car- in your charcuterie board, then you're going to need a sweet wine because the sweetness in the wine that you have is going to contrast or quote unquote offset the zesty and funky flavors of these cheeses. So, you know, just think how I talked about in that episode where I talked about food and wine pairings. Sweet wine and spicy food are just foods with spices go well together because they like contrast each other in a way that's like you know complementary you know like there's different types of pairings there's complementary there's contrast so I would recommend a Moscato or an off dry Riesling if you remember off dry means sweet so if you get a Riesling make sure it says off dry not dry because they make both but yeah this type of cheese will go really well with even the Stella Rosa that you like, you know, if you're a Stella Rosa girly, or even a Moscato would taste really well with these. So those are my suggestions. Or if you really want a red, honestly, a Lambrusco sounds like it would go really well with these cheeses as well. A Lambrusco is very sweet, and Stella makes, you know, Lambruscos, I think, or even just sweet reds will pair really well with these cheeses. So yeah, that was the end of my wine and cheese pairing wine lesson i hope that was interesting just like it was for me and researching it and if you try this out please let me know if you liked these wine pairings i just feel like this is perfect for like the holidays coming up if you're hosting a holiday party and you're making a charcuterie board and you are picking wines to pair with them let me know if you like them i hope that i catered to or reached out to every different type of like person who likes different types of wine or different types of cheeses i tried to make it very diverse and well-rounded but yeah thank you so much for listening i hope that you enjoyed that wine segment and you know feel a little more knowledgeable on wine and cheese pairings so without further ado let's go on a little wine break and we'll be right back 
So we're back and like I mentioned in the beginning, it is time to pair Christmas movies with wine. And I'm just going to go through 10 movies. You know, I'm going to mix in some classic, you know, original go-to Christmas movies that people will watch this time of year. But I'm also going to mention some movies that you may or may not have heard of that I don't really hear people talk about that I also personally like to watch around this time of year. So let's just dive in. I'm gonna list, like I said, 10 movies. The first one being, of course, an original classic this time of year, Elf. Like, I I just love this movie. Like, it's just my go-to movie during Christmas. It's, it hits everything. It's funny. It's original. It's nostalgic. It's funny. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just, my favorite quote that I really like from that movie is like when he goes to the coffee shop. I, I don't know if it's a Starbucks, actually. But he just goes in there and he's like, congratulations, you did it. World's best cup of coffee. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just very quotable, too. Like, I don't know. It's just really funny and very classic, like I mentioned. So, of course, not only is it like a classic, but it's very unique at that time, obviously. It was very unique. And... I think what would pair really well with this movie is a Malbec. So a Malbec is a full-bodied red wine that is from France. Or actually, it's also grown in Argentina. I found out while doing my research. And it's very tart and has a lot of tannins, kind of closer, more related to a Cabernet rather than a Pinot Noir. And I picked this one for this movie because I found this quote in this article that I'm going to link in the bio that also paired wines with like classical cult movies and the way that they described it was spot on with elf it said with its own unique quirk quirk and style malbec now stands at the center of attention traditionalists may scoff at the casual will willfulness of this newcomer however those who are open-minded can see the potential of malbec as a classic wine reimagined So it kind of reminded me of Elf because, you know, a lot of people thought that he was, you know, very weird and like just not like everyone else, which is why people were put off by how he like lived life and, you know, did stuff. But, you know, towards the end, obviously, like people are more open minded to believe in Santa and believe in him and all that stuff. So that's why I chose Malbec. If you're going to watch Elf, try it with a bottle of Malbec wine if you're into dry reds okay for my next movie i it's funny because my next movie is home alone 2 not home alone 1 home alone 2 don't get me wrong i love home alone 1 but you know what i just feel like home alone is those few movies where the sequel is better than the first one i personally love home alone 2 i mean Not only do the same lovable characters from the first movie come out in it, but even more lovable and great characters come out in the second one as well, like Rob Schneider, Tim Curry, and other characters that just made this movie very iconic. It's also very nostalgic. Like, I personally, I guess I'm just very biased because growing up, my grandma only had Home Alone 2 on VHS not Home Alone 1, so every Christmas, you know, she popped that in, and I just watched Home Alone 2 every year, and I fell in love with it. It was It's very Christmas in New York City vibes, which is just something I want to experience one day, but the wine that I would pair with this movie, I chose a Pinot Noir, so a Pinot Noir is a light-bodied red. It's very light, but it's also likable, and I also, in that same article that I mentioned the Malbec in, it described Pinot Noirs as versatile and likable and is very elegant. So I just felt like this wine would be perfect for a very nostalgic Christmassy movie. It's very light and likable, just like all the characters in this movie. And just iconic and just heartwarming, just like a Pinot Noir when you sip it, especially because they're light and fruity in the winter time i just thought it would be perfect with this movie and also i thought it'd be perfect to pair with the new york christmasy vibes because it's very warm and elegant 
Okay, so now those two were, were of course, cult classics around this time. But the next movie, it's actually, if you haven't heard of it, it's going to sound funny. But it's definitely a movie that I love to watch around this time of year. And it's called Holiday in Handcuffs. I know, I know, it sounds weird. And it is kind of weird, actually, the plot. So let me, let me just tell you the plot so you can know what it's about. So it's basically about a struggling artist working as a waitress and she loses her boyfriend like he literally breaks up with her in the beginning and not only that she didn't get like this job that she interviewed for so her life is basically falling apart and this is of course before Christmas and she's like freaking out because she has this weird relationship with her parents like I guess they have a certain expectation of her and they had plans to go camping in the woods like in a cabin and she was going to introduce them to her boyfriend so obviously she's freaking out because she's like oh my god they're they already have this expectation of me to be like good and have a boyfriend and i'm gonna show up like as a failure with no boyfriend so she's freaking out she's like i need a guy to go with me to pretend to be my boyfriend and while she's working as a waitress mario lopez like his character obviously comes in and she just sees him and she's like perfect so she literally kidnaps him and puts him in handcuffs and drives him to that like vacation with her parents in the woods and he basically has to pretend to be her boyfriend so yeah it sounds chaotic it's very weird very different it's giving stockholm syndrome <laughs> like but it's actually like kind of funny and very festive obviously i don't know i just like watching it around this time if you're interested in like those like weird lifetime slash abc family type of movies this would be a good one to watch if you haven't already melissa joan hart from sabrina the teenage witch comes out in it and i love her so the wine that i would pair with this specific movie like i mentioned it's giving stockhold syndrome so it's very weird but it's also of course a love story so it's kind of weird but in a good way <laughs> so i would pair this with a pet net a sparkling pet net if you haven't heard my last episode with where i paired i don't i forgot what the episode was about but i paired it with final girls pet net the viennier one so i mentioned that pet nets are natural sparkling wine so they're made in a little different way and sometimes they come off as a little bit like a little funky so the notes tend to be very citrusy but also very like pungent and sometimes it might put off people but it's also very nice if you like that because it like I said it has citrus notes so I thought it'd be perfect with this type of movie because it's weird at first but it's also nice <laughs> at the end you know so I would definitely pair it with this movie it's also sparkling so it's very festive oh also I saw that this movie is an indie movie and I guess you can kind of see pet nets as like indie for the wine world <laughs> like an indie wine because they're you know just unique and different and personalized because they're made differently okay movie number four is a new movie that just came out a few weeks ago and i saw it on opening weekend and it was so good so you even have a chance to see it if you're interested in watching it i'm pretty sure you've seen the commercials for it the guy from stranger things comes out in it um I don't know what his actual name is, but he's uh, David Hopper from Stranger Things. He comes out in this movie and it's called Violent Night. And I saw this quote about it in this website. I forgot what the website is called, but it rates movies. They described it as the die-hardification of Home Alone. So if you can just imagine, I've never seen Die Hard, but I can imagine it's a lot of violent fighting. <laughs> And I just meant I just mentioned what Home Alone was about. So you can just imagine both of those put together. That's literally what this movie was about. It's very heartwarming, but also very violent. Like truly violent, but in a badass kind of way. So just a short synopsis. Some people break in into this family's house. And the family obviously has a little kid in it. So they're like the main little kid of this movie, which makes it heartwarming because there's a little kid aspect in this movie about believing in Santa Claus. But also, so while this break-in is happening, 
Santa Claus was in the middle of dropping off presents in this house. And obviously Santa gets caught up in like their heist that they're trying to do. So he brings it upon himself that he should try to stop these guys because they really are trying to kill this family and this kid. That like that's the part where it was like, oh, he's like doing it to protect the kid. But anyway, that's probably where the home alone part comes in because it's like a little kid who like loves Christmas or whatever and it's heartwarming. But then there's the Santa Claus who literally is like drunk <laughs> and wants to fight off these robbers who are in this house. Honestly, I really liked it. It's really funny too. So if you can watch it, I, I really recommend it. I really, I gave it a five out of five. So because it's very violent and very, you know, full of crime, I would pair this movie with 19 Crimes Red Blend and exactly the red blend because duh, it's called 19 Crimes and it's all about wines that have, you know, the faces of people who've committed crimes. And I just thought, you know, this movie is literally a big crime scene. So what a better way to pair a big heist with like a rebellious type of wine, you know? So that's what I would pair this wine with this movie. If you can sneak that into the movie theater, go ahead, do that. Sneak that whole bottle in there and go watch this movie with that wine. Okay, the next movie I saw a couple years ago, but I still think it was very cute. It's called Last Christmas. If you haven't seen it or if you haven't heard of it, I'm pretty sure you've seen the poster. Um, Emilia Clark from Game of Thrones comes out in it. As well as the guy, I don't know his name, but he came out in Crazy Rich Asians. And this movie was like pretty cute. It's heartwarming. I kind of describe it as a heartwarming movie with a big twist at the end. So there is a big twist at the end. If you're really into that types, those types of movies, I recommend this one for sure. I'm obviously not going to spoil it. But the little synopsis is basically about a girl who like her life is not going her way she's single obviously and then she meets a guy she's trying to distance herself with but she also finds attractive and you know they have a little like adventure christmas adventure in london and then of course there's a there's a twist in the end <laughs> and because this is a heartwarming movie with a twist of course a good wine to pair with this movie would have to be one that also has a twist at the end and I think a San Antonio sweet red would be a great one with this because just like the movie a San Antonio sweet red like I mentioned so many times it's so good it's also sweet so it it is very approachable to everyone whether you like sweet wines or not but it also has a pretty high alcohol percentage for a sweet wine I think typically it has like um 9 to 11 percent whereas Stella always has like five percent and San Antonio will creep up on you if you drink a couple of glasses you will start feeling it and you won't know until it's too late so that, that's why this wine is perfect with this movie because that's also how I felt while watching this movie like I felt like it creeped up on me I did not see it coming I also cried <laughs> so if you don't like crying in movies just beware of that and I also cry off of San Antonio White <laughs> because I'm telling you, it really gets you and you could get emotional. Okay, movie number six is chaotic, literally chaotic, but I loved it. It was, it's called The Night Before. If you have heard of it, then you know why it's chaotic. But if you haven't heard of it, you probably have, again, seen the poster of it. It's basically a funny like comedy Christmas movie that has Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. He, I know he plays, um, what's his face? Falcon from the Marvel movies. So this movie is basically about like lifelong friends who always like party during Christmas Eve, you know, before going with like their girlfriends or whatever. And then present day, one of them is gonna become a father so they're like oh like this is probably gonna be the last time we're able to like we're able to do this so they go hard like they are like we need to go hard this christmas eve so they find a party and they basically like you know that's literally the movie they're they're trying to find a party where they party hard on christmas eve 
And it's very rated R, okay? I, I'm pretty sure they show penis. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but I know... I remember it being very chaotic and very rated R. So, just letting you know, don't watch this with your little siblings. But the wine that I would pair with this movie is equally as chaotic. I would literally pair it with the Francia wine. Specifically, the Francia Sweet Red wine box. Because... This is literally reminding me of college, and that's what I would drink in college. Like, slapping the bag, slapping the wine bag, like, that's literally what this movie, like, the energy it's giving off. So, if you're watching this movie anytime soon in your holiday, like, movie night, you're gonna get drunk. So, you're, I, that's basically all I gotta say about that wine. If you know, you know. If you had this wine, then you know you're gonna black out, just like the people in this movie. Okay, movie number seven is, I called it, quote-unquote, too real. Like, this movie is just too real. If you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. It's called Four Christmases. I actually like seeing this movie because, you know, although it is too real and very traumatic sometimes to me, it's just like, like I mentioned, literally, it's, it's real. Like, this is literally how some Christmases are to people. And although, like, it's it has some crazy moments, it is funny, too. Like, at the end, it, it ends up being a nice, like, ending, you know? So, it's kind of heartwarming, too. But basically, it's about this couple who both have divorced parents. And so, that's literally why it's called Four Christmases, because they have four Christmases to go to, like, because their parents are divorced. So, that's why I said it was so real, because I definitely relate to this. And, you know, like, their families are all very different. They're all very broken, but, like, in different ways. And, like, you see, like, the dynamics of all this, like, all the different family members. And it was just crazy. So, of course, with this movie, you're going to need a strong wine to not only get you through the movie, but to get you through the possible traumatic thoughts and you know, feelings that you're probably going to get watching this movie. And I suggest a strong Cabernet. Honestly, like Cabernets are very bold and very strong. Some can be as strong as 15% and you're going to need it, girl. You're going to need it for this movie. Whether it's, you know, there's some comedic relief, but you know, you might need something to ease, ease yourself when you watch this movie. I'm making it sound like it's really bad, but it's actually a good movie. Like, I like it. Reese Witherspoon and Vince, Vince Vaughn come out in it. And it's, you know, like I said, there's some funny moments. And at the end, it's like a good tie-in to everything. So, okay. Movie number eight is one I saw, I think, last year or two years ago. And it was really cute. And I basically just described this movie as quote-unquote gay. Because it's... A gay movie, but I loved it. It was very heartwarming, and you can watch it on Hulu, and it's called Happiest Season. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a really good movie. Like, Kristen Stewart comes out in it. Dan Levy comes out in it. I love Dan Levy. And um, someone else comes out in it. Oh, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza comes out in it, too. It's a, com- it's a comedy, for sure, but I think it's also a drama. But it's just overall a good movie. I loved it. It's basically about Kristen Stewart's character. Is I think it was Kristen Stewart's character who wants to propose to her girlfriend at her annual family party. But like her partner is not out yet because her partner has conservative parents. And you know that creates a rift between their relationship too because she's just like you know... I want to do this with you and like blah 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 but anyway like there's problems that come around obviously but also it's very funny very heartwarming and I just thought that a great wine for this movie would be the wine I had on my podcast the McLean Love Red Blend that I had on my Pride episode if you remember with my cousin we paired our episode with the McLean Red Blend and it was called Love and you know not I did not choose it just because it was literally their pride month you know type of wine but also I just felt like because of the love story and like the heartwarming feeling this movie gives off 
a red blend would be perfect. And the bottle's cute, obviously. It has a rainbow love on it. And it's perfect for this movie that basically celebrates love in all forms. So I thought this one would be perfect with this movie. And I really recommend this movie also. Okay, the next movie, I basically called it like the quote-unquote the modern day It's a Wonderful Life. And it's called The Family Man. So if you haven't heard of it, because I think it's like an old movie. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, a 2000s movie. But Nicholas, Nicholas Cage comes out in it. And it's basically about a guy who, you know, back then, they show this in the beginning, he leaves his girlfriend for his career in another country because he was being selfish at that time. Like, he's like, I want this job at this other country. So he leaves his girlfriend and then they go cut to present day and he's like a womanizer type of guy. He's rich and he's arrogant. And then he comes across like this robbery at the supermarket and I forgot how he gets knocked unconscious, but he basically does. Or I don't know what happened, but he somehow the next day wakes up in an alternate like timeline where he's married to his girlfriend, his high school sweetheart that he left, and they have a family. And they're like a suburban family. So it's obviously something that he that's totally different than he was living. And he's like, what the fuck? And that's why I said it's like the modern day it's a wonderful life because it's like showing him like what would have been if he chose to stay with her but it's obviously not about if he died it's just about like what would have what would have happened if he chose that it's pretty classic and it's like an old it's typical 2000s movie but it i liked it because it was very different i like i mean be- believe it or not this might be unpopular opinion but i kind of like some Nicolas Cage movies and this one's one of them. The wine that I would pair with this one is very suburban mom because you know he's like a suburban dad now. So I was thinking you know oh this lifestyle fits like a suburban mom type of wine and when I see this wine I think of suburban stay-at-home moms or like older ladies and I would pair it with the Pinot Grigio. So you know typical light-bodied white wine that is very fruity refreshing, easy to drink, something that suburban moms and stay-at-home wives would drink in their, you know, home. Suburban home that looks like just all the other homes in the street. And this is the life that this guy has now. So that's the wine that I would choose for this movie. And it's very on brand, honestly. Oh my god, also, I was surprised to see Don Cheadle. Is that you say his last name? Don Cheadle in this movie? I love Don Cheadle. So when I saw him in this movie, I was like, what the fuck? I've, I don't think I've seen him in like early 2000s movies. But yeah, if you love Don Cheadle, he comes out in this movie. Okay, so last movie is one that I saw a few years ago, but I really liked it. Like it was very different. It is a Christmas movie, but I think what I really liked about it is that it didn't just focus on like the Christmas aspect in the plot. It also focused on something else. So it's basically a Christmas movie, but it's not like in your face. And it talks about another like important topic. And I I just found that it's like a true story too. I didn't know that. But it's called Holiday in the Wild. And you can watch it on Netflix. It stars Kristen Davis. Um, she comes out in Sex and the City. And Rob Lowe. And basically it's about... You know, Kristen's character in the beginning, her husband ends their marriage and then she embarks on a solo trip to Africa and there she meets this guy who's a pilot too and they both rescue a baby elephant and while they're trying to nurse this elephant back to health, she discovers her love for animals and elephants in general. I kind of (laughs) describe this movie as... When Eat, Pray, Love meets Water for Elephants. That's literally what this movie's about. Or similar, basically. Because like I mentioned, she's newly single and embarks on a trip. But then she like finds out her true passion, which is basically saving elephants and, you know, stuff like that. And I thought it was very heartwarming. You know, it's a cute movie. If you want to just pop in a quick movie for an hour, for an hour and a half, you can find it on Netflix. And basically what I would pair with this movie 
is, of course, since it's set in Africa, I chose a South African Chenin Blanc. So I've never talked about this wine on my podcast before because I'm trying to get my hands on one first to pair it. But I love South African Chenin Blancs. I went to this wine bar in Inglewood called 1010 Wine and Events and I tried their South African Chenin Blanc because, by the way, the 1010 Wine and Events place in Inglewood is a black-owned wine bar. So they have just pure black-owned wines. They also have, you know, like I've, I've had Black Girl Magic on here before. They have Black Girl Magic. They also have Dwayne Wade's wine and just other little like indie brands that you probably never heard of that are black owned. And I forgot which one it was that I, that they specifically gave me that was from South Africa, but that one was so juicy and delicious. And I just thought it'd be perfect with this movie because it's very soft and elegant and juicy and I just felt like this movie was very heartwarming and charming and just fits the same aesthetic as the wine. And of course, it was made in Africa as well. So support Black-owned wines and buy a South African Chenin Blanc. You won't regret it. Those are very good. So that was basically my whole list of a wine and movie pairing, Christmas movie pairing. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you watch any of these movies and like them, let me know. I mean, I know most of them, probably people have seen it, but if you tried it with any of these wines, let me know if you thought that they fit the vibe. I obviously haven't tried all of these pairings because one, that's expensive, and two, that's a lot of time and drinking. However, maybe I will. Maybe this weekend I'll try some of these or one of these and I'll definitely post it on my (laughs) socials. But if you've tried them, definitely let me know if you like it. If you liked any of these movies or any of these wines or even the cheese pairings. I was so excited for that wine lesson. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please make sure to leave me a five-star review and follow my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. It will help me get a lot of exposure seeing that I have some five-star reviews or even just sharing my podcast. It will mean a lot to me. And just even sharing these pairings with people, letting them know where you got them from. And don't forget to follow my podcast socials as well at the Chatty Fox underscore. I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. My Twitter is not as active, but I'm, I promise I'm going to do better on it. But thank you again so much for listening today. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye.